All right. Good. Close enough. Close enough. I I always sometimes sometimes I I move it one way or another. If it does, I because I can kind of tell in the conversation if it's a little laggy. So okay, good. Well, um, so before before we started recording, you asked me how some audio issues that we were talking about um Last, panned out. Yeah, and I have a dreadful dreadful confession to make. Oh no. I forgot to edit the podcast, um, and so we had no podcast last week, and I am so oh. sorry, everyone, because your boy, straight up, in the in the rush of the holidays, completely, 1,000% forgot to edit this last week's podcast, right, we um, can all and I didn't now, realize, <laughs> yes, please do, <laughs> I didn't even realize, I was driving home just now, like a half hour ago from work in the rain and i'm just sitting you know when you're driving in the rain you're kind of just in a haze and just randomly it just i never edited the podcast oh uh, but what so about our I, millions of people listening that were waiting for it i know i know for the first time ever so after after we're done recording uh this week's so i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna drop last week's okay uh, it, well we should do a quick i'm gonna take a picture of your sad face for our instagram where we can say we're so sorry. I won't call you out. We'll do both of us. We'll <laughs> call no, no, call me out. Okay, it's okay, fine. Okay, okay, it's fine. Look super sad. Great. <laughs> <laughs> when, look, I went for like the straight up sobbing face. You no, know, that's not even sad. That's just like you're you just regret every decision you've ever made. It's almost like I do, but I don't. Oh, please don't. <laughs> But oh my gosh nah, well hello everybody yeah. so i hope everyone had a uh a good christmas last week um although no 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 that will Yo, have been, this is it will, will it will have been past new year so i hope everyone had a good new year's man this time thing's really messing with us <laughs> I know. my gosh <laughs> uh, it's so so difficult to do um but it's fine. Well, I hope everyone had a good New Year's and stuff like that. Um, thank you for joining us at the Line Check Podcast, where things are just always moving and shaking. Like, mm-hmm. um, how you know how? So how was? Because you know, even though this is going to be dropped after New Year's, I'm still going to ask you, Abby, because this is also a good chance for us to catch up. How was your Christmas? I mean, other than getting COVID, it Ooh. was okay. <laughs> Yikes. My, yeah uh what did y'all end up doing we ended up just kind of hanging out here and just making the day of it so nice super fun uh yeah so got super sick not super yeah, sick just, it's kind of just like a cold honestly with like extra yeah, lethargy don't... and the backs of my eyes hurt like crazy really like a like a headache but in the backs of my eyes and every time i like moved my eyes it felt like the muscles behind my eyes were like dying super weird did you know this is really weird did you know that there are actually stretches for your eyeballs i did know that actually yeah i because i started doing them a year ago i haven't done them in a while but i'm trying it now I don't know if that would help. Just like looking to one <laughs> side for like 30 seconds. That would hurt right it's, now doing that. Yeah. No, it probably would. But yeah, well, I don't, I, I have no idea, but that's unfortunate as hell. Yeah, it's okay. I'd rather get this strand than any of the others because it's the easiest is what is I this hear. Your first, this is, this is my your first time. time. <laughs> oh my God. Virgin. So special. Yes. <laughs> Woo. Congratulations. Thanks. I, Great. Narrowly, narrowly dodged the COVID bullet yeah, this Christmas. Yeah, yeah. How was um, your Christmas? <clears throat> oh, fun! <laughs> so, I come home um, a couple days before Christmas, and the plan was first off, it was already going to be kind of shitty because we, the expectation because my brother was coming home and he he's in healthcare, so he has to be very careful about you know it being exposed or at least so i thought um so the plan was while he was home to test anyone that we hung out with outside of the immediate family which was a little uncomfortable but i mean whatever i just wanted to have a good christmas so i went with it um and then so going from there i found out 
on Christmas Eve day that my brother actually caught COVID. Most likely from one of his friends back uh. in Michigan. But so he was the first first one in our little family to catch COVID and found out on Christmas Eve. So that same day I changed my flight because I couldn't I cannot afford to catch COVID. I know. I I need my gigs. So yeah. I isolated myself from him and booked my plane tickets for Christmas Day to come back to Nashville. So I spent all Christmas Day from twelve PM till about eleven thirty PM um on uh, on airplanes. And so. not on airplanes and trying to get back on airplanes. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Because they kept getting canceled. Yeah, uh, she, helping me remember an important part of the story that all my flights to Nashville kept getting canceled. So I kept getting like sent around to various airports. So it ended up being Buffalo to Detroit, Detroit to Atlanta, Atlanta to Nashville with long layovers between all of those flights. Oh, my gosh. So that's horrible. But, to be honest, I've had worse Christmases. Like it, I, I would have rather been with my family, but I had a nice, the the couple days that I was home, I actually really enjoyed. So, I, I feel like it, you know, the theme of this Christmas for most of us is just making the best of it. Honestly, it's so true. Yeah. Oh it was damn! A ton of fun. Yeah. So I hear you're but, in a tornado watch right now, though. You know what? People keep telling me this, and I, I'm like, am I, I must be the last person to hear about this because I did not know this. Like my mom texted Literally, me. We I'm know just, about it over here. I know that's what's wild to me. Like y'all are telling me, oh, you're in a tornado watch. I haven't gotten any <laughs> nor like, and I get notifications on my phone if there's like, uh, like a danger or something like that, and I haven't gotten anything. So. Mm. Maybe we're in a watch, but if, if we are, and I even checked the Weather Channel app when my mom texted me and it says, no. That's so weird. Yeah. Ugh, I don't get really it. Really weird. So, mm. I mean, I think it's just the South or Tennessee as a whole. I bet Nashville isn't quite there yet, oh, but it might be. True. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Good times. But well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in the Line Check podcast. We talk about music industry and mental health. Mm-hmm. Um Today we're actually doing a pretty fun episode. Uh, we yeah. are freewheeling. We're we're riffing today. This is gonna be the most organic version of this you've ever heard. Yes, because we yes. have a very soft plan. So if anyone follows us on Instagram, you saw that we put on Instagram that we were asking questions for that we could answer on the podcast. And so for you, for those of you who. Uh, took that opportunity thank you so much yes i had one single person oh come on guys yeah where's that engagement so, huh yeah come on now <laughs> like i i ask so many questions all the time like the stupidest questions and i'll get like 30 answers well and i ask an yeah. actual serious question and i get one answer it's the ones that need thought put into it you know i guess everyone's tired these yeah. days i got two so that's fine heck yeah i mean and then we got that whole list from our buddy oh my gosh thank you noah we mm-hmm. so we love to um kind of ask for input and things you want to hear us talk about and he put together some stuff that that uh some great ideas that we kind of want to dive into so yeah we're gonna we're gonna look at some of them what i just had an idea what if i went on what if i went on instagram live <gasps> that's a really fun idea I think I'm going to do it. I just wish that we could both interact, but I'm going to do it anyway. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. Here we go. We're going live, people. Be ready. Be prepared. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We're live. (laughs) And um, I don't know why the signal is so bad. For those who don't follow Jonah on Instagram, it's at Jonah Curl Music. There we go. What's up, everybody? We are recording the Line Check Podcast with Abby. And because we got like no questions from the... uh, the gram earlier i thought that we would go live and anyone who wants to see what goes on behind um behind the scenes and anyone who wants to ask any questions fire away okay love it so in the meantime uh, we have some other questions so yes. if anyone has any questions on here maybe i should post it i don't really know how live works so me neither we're noobs we're winging it yeah <laughs> you want to find the first question while i, sure, while I type something sure. out real quick so let let's start with this one that I got, which I think to start will be more of a actually let's do this. This um 
let's see, I'm going to say the names of people that ask the questions because we do that. No, nah, no, nah, we'll make it anonymous. We'll make it anonymous. First question is, did you guys have internships while in college? Internships um, while in college. Yeah. Also, apparently live wasn't, the audio wasn't working. So I just, <laughs> whatever. I'm just going <laughs> to not go for it. Hey. Sorry. Well, sorry. We tried. Maybe we next tried. time. We tried. Um, did you? I did not actually. Um, Ooh. I just never got around to it, but I did have a ton of jobs. Like I worked uh, at Claire Brothers my June senior year. Yeah, right after Nashville, I went and I worked for Claire Brothers. Um, Heck yeah. two days a week in a warehouse. Internship. Yeah, so I was paid, and it wasn't technically an internship; it was like a job. So like nothing that attributed to credit, but I feel like CMC was that for us. Yeah, you know. I don't know. What about you? No, I I dropped out before I had the chance to do a proper internship. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, CMC was. I'd say that was like the closest I've come to doing an internship. I did do something from actually from freshman year all the way till I dropped out. That was like an internship, though. It was something called Red Letter Edition, hmm. and it was basically the school's contemporary touring band. And by contemporary, I mean barely contemporary. Like we did, we mostly played churches and we did worship songs. So like we were a touring worship band and then we did a, a secular evil concert at the end of every school year. Yeah, or not not school the year, evil at, concert. The evil concert where we do rock music. <laughs> <sighs> so, but that was, and that was paid actually. You know, it was a paid touring position in college. So that was really cool. Um, so that and CMC are probably the closest I'd say that I've done mm -hmm. to an internship. Mm -hmm. But no, I I haven't. I mean, I don't know how a musician would do an internship, to be honest with you. Like a musician in terms of like a performing musician. Yeah. There's probably a lot of internships for like audio people, right? Probably. I don't know. I haven't really looked. I know if you're like going into the business world, though. I mean, honestly, Ooh, it doesn't yeah. even have to be directly what's in your like wheelhouse like if it's in the music industry you should do it you know what i mean like yeah. like i would happily go work at like a record label and do like administrative kind of stuff just because that would get me around people and just it'd be honestly a lot of fun so Ooh. i don't know that's a good way yeah. to think about it if you're considering an internship and you can't find something exactly like what you want yeah, yeah i mean Just branch out a little it's time to learn yeah it's tough though because d does any part of you the only thing that ever sketches me out about internships is the fact that it, it's it's like it's companies a lot of companies just use it to get free labor yeah the unpaid so things. oh yeah i always think internships should be paid always yeah yeah I mean, but it's tough because then they like they pull the angle of like, but you can get so much experience and knowledge and make connections and learn things. Yeah, and, and you can do that while getting paid too. Yeah, I know. Like if, you don't have to pay them like crazy. You know, don't pay them. No, twenty dollars. Pay them ten dollars an hour. Make some side cash and you know gain some really cool experience. Yeah, like maybe like they there should be laws about like the difference in. Um, wages for internships True. but all internships should be paid in my opinion i agree um, i agree so that's a good question yeah um good. <clears throat> let's see i got a question my, my one question on instagram that was <laughs> honestly it was i mean it, it, it's more of a plug but i'm i'm gonna go for it because i don't care so uh someone asked what is your favorite music school of all time and you know i i the person who asked me is my boss, Ben Wood. Love love that guy at Music Lab Nashville. Shout out to Music Lab Nashville. Hands down, favorite music store in Nashville. Mm. However, in Buffalo, there's another music store. It's not better or worse. It's just extremely different. It's got more of a hometowny vibe, but they still have amazing teachers, amazing caring staff, and they happen to be my family. So I'm going to shout out Matt's music as well. However, in Nashville, Music City, which that's a high standard. Music oh, yeah. Lab, hands down, best place you can take lessons digitally or in person. So, okay. Literally, that's, the that one, was my question one question you got was a joke? Kind of, yeah. People. So, 
I know. I don't. <laughs> I usually have a pretty um, interactive Instagram. Um, like in terms of my stories, my feed posts don't usually get much love, but like my stories usually get pretty popping sometimes so i'm surprised <laughs> of course right. the one time i really needed them but oh, that's wow. okay i still love all of you anyway um um all right well let's look at this other list that we have going the ooh. importance or non-importance of location oh that's a as good, far as the, see, your career these are goes. great questions these are really too. good questions and yeah. that's what sparked this this idea to just have a yeah. whole episode kind of talking about these I don't know. What do you think? You're in the prime location right now. Um, <clears throat> I think it makes a bigger difference than a lot of people think because we have the internet, yes, mm -hmm. and you can do a lot of networking via the internet. However, um, there is something that a lot of people don't take into account when they think about location. And that is the kind of people that you're surrounded by affect your mental well-being mm. as well as your growth in your craft, even if it's just indirectly. Like I can say, being in a city of musicians, a city so deeply shaped by music that it's everywhere you look. Um, or just being able to say, I live in not just Nashville, but East Nashville, which is like where so many so many guitarists live or have lived like, you know, some of my heroes live in this neighborhood. Um, it's so inspiring and it makes me wake up every day just so determined mm -hmm. to get better and continue my craft and all those things. So even if I'm not always directly like, even aside from the times where I have made connections from meeting people and stuff like that, just by default being in an area where it's so normalized to be doing music has it, it has given me so much growth compared to when I was in Buffalo where people still do full-time music in Buffalo but it's way more fringe it's a way different scene and the attitudes are way different there in general so do you feel like and being I know, immersed in it makes it more difficult to stand out I mean, it can be because you could very easily fall into the, um, the typical way of doing things. But I think that being immersed can, it, it's kind of what you make of it, you know? Immersion can either make you drown or swim. Mm -hmm. um, so, And what I mean by that is like, you can use it to propel you or you can use it to kill you. I use immersion to propel me in the sense that it's motivation. It's mm -hmm. fuel. It's like a feeling that I belong. Like yeah. that's the biggest thing is I get this feeling that I belong in this city. Yep. Um, and again, I know like I have multiple friends who a lot of them are producers. You know, they make music. They they do mixing, mastering. They do various things, and they stay. They have stayed in their cities. They've stayed in their, their home states or their hometowns. Um, and they make great stuff. And if they just were in a physical area to where they were in a scene that actually gave a damn, mm -hmm. then I think that their, their careers would be a lot... They'd be cooking a lot quicker than they are now. Yeah. Because they got the, they got the techniques. They got the, the execution down. But yeah, because they're in an area that doesn't give a damn about them... It both makes it so that their stuff is hard to get out. And also, it, it discourages them. Also, side note, you want to talk about no the noise of being in an area where everyone is a musician? You want to talk about the noise of the internet where everyone... Like, literally, do you know how many... Like, in, in my hometown's high school, um, which I it was homeschooled. I didn't even go to it, but I still <laughs> knew this as to be a thing. Pretty much every other guy in my hometown high school had fruity loops or ableton live light and would make beats and put them on soundcloud yep every other person in a small town high school and i've seen that everywhere i've seen that in so many different cities where every guy and girl but i've seen it's mostly a lot of guys i don't know why um just something about with guys being obsessed with making beats <laughs> i don't know but 
so many people people in general do it you want to talk about noise the internet is where all the noise is not nashville (laughs) yep yep that's true but like that Mm. does lead me to something i was thinking about like location like you're saying is super important for having a feeling of like community and belonging yeah but i feel like that's not everything because like technically you don't have to be in like the hub or the hot spot in order to be to find that success i feel like if you know how to use social media you know and i feel like that's such a huge part of it and something i've i've um kind of recognized the power of recently um clearly we're killing it we got three answers (laughs) on our little instagram thing go us that's why i moved to nashville because (laughs) i don't know how to create hype on social media but like there is a way to do that to like make a name for yourself um and create that hype on social media if you know how to do it correctly and make connections. So yes, it's super important to be in the appropriate location, but there you have other tools as well. And even before social media, honestly, like that was a, like YouTube, you know, the (laughs) black. Yeah. Well, even before YouTube, like shit, the black, the black keys, um, were, they're from out of, they're out of Akron, Mm -hmm. Ohio. Like, the oh i'm not gonna insult ohio too strongly i was gonna say something really mean but i don't like ohio anyhow um (laughs) if they can go from being in akron ohio and build a and pre i mean like kind of like at the advent of social media honestly but mostly pre-social media just absolutely building a diehard fan base and recording songs on a eight track in their garage to now being honestly in my mind one of the best rock bands in Mm. the country Mm -hmm. you know so like you just need to know how to create a loyal fan base as far as doing music like these this is all from my perspective as a musician if you're a tech that completely changes the game that kind of depends on many different things like actually you know what's funny I actually kind of think that there's probably more of a need to be in some hub as a tech. Oh, absolutely. Because if you want to do that high level work, you need to be in a place where they're doing high level shows. Right. Unless you're a studio guy or girl and you're like doing it all on your laptop, all from your bedroom or whatever or your studio, you know, which is a beautiful thing. Speaking of studio, I just spilled alcohol on my beat pad. No, not your beat pad. I spilled alcohol this time. All right. My keys are still sticky on my laptop and I don't know what to do about no. it. Like they won't press down after my two wine incidents. <laughs> I don't know what to do. If anyone knows what to do to unstick keys, please help me. Yes, Keyboard please keys. answer this question at least. Please. <laughs> this is a yeah. problem. Um. Yes. So I have another question that Ooh. that is... An interesting one that I think you'll like that you are the most equipped to handle this question. Uh Is it possible for someone to be in a healthy state of mind and write sad songs? Yes. Okay. No hesitation Um, there. Because it's not about where you are. It's about where you've been. Hmm. So like you don't have to currently be a mess like a good a good songwriter is an empath by profession so even if you are in the the best relationship of your life or your like your work life is awesome if like life is just generally good but you want to write a sad song for whatever reason um if you are a really um experienced songwriter then you'll be able to channel memories and emotions of a time when that wasn't the case and that's going to serve as your inspiration or maybe a friend is telling you that about their shitty breakup or their abusive relationship or something like that and you really empathize with that and it inspires you to write a song even though that isn't about you um Albeit, it's way easier to find inspiration for songs that are in your personal life, which is, you know, something that I struggle with Mm -hmm. is 
I'm very empathetic, but taking that empathy and turning it into a whole song is kind of difficult. That requires a prolonged period of empathy, right. which is difficult. Mm-hmm. But long story short, yeah, I don't think you have to. I think I think you can be happy and write a sad song, or you can be sad and write a happy song. To be honest, true. Although that's way harder, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean, when I've, I'm not the biggest songwriter, but I used. But you to, have written songs. I used to be, and when I'd written most of my songs, I was in the worst place in my life. Mm. So. That's how it worked for me as it ended up being therapy more than anything. And it was like, I am so angry and I'm going to write down how angry I am on this piece of paper as this song and I'm going to be super mad. Also, I'm going to listen to Skillet, Monster, and stomp <laughs> around my bedroom and hate my Monster. life. Monster. Yeah, yes. that was my mad song growing up. But yeah, Ooh. so that's when I would write most of my music and most of my music was angry or like sad mm. or regretful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that that's just like a very natural way to write, you know? Um, it's difficult writing and you have to have a lot of intentionality. Like, to, so to do what the question's asking, which is to write a, was it a sad song when you're happy? Yeah. Uh, it, wait, what was it? I think it was a sad song. When it you're was happy. impossible to be in a healthy state of mind and write sad songs. Oh, healthy. Oh. Okay. Well then, I would say. Well, well actually, scratch, that scratch kind of that that. <laughs> that reframes the question a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, not by much, but can you be in a healthy state of mind? Um, you're implying that sadness is unhealthy in that question. Ooh. Boom! Whoa! Which whoever said that? Whoever said that sadness is unhealthy lied to you at some point along the way don't get me wrong it's not pleasant and prolonged um unsubs um not unsubstantiated unprovoked sadness Mm -hmm. might not be a healthy state of mind that might be a little thing that we call depression (laughs) just a little however if you get broken up with and you're sad doesn't necessarily mean you're in an unhealthy you might be also in an unhealthy state of mind but that just because you were sad doesn't mean it's unhealthy just it means that some sad shit happened to you right right yeah exactly yeah i like that answer exactly that's good yeah those are my questions that i got (laughs) all right let's see let's see um oh here we go what are some stereotypes in the music industry without backing backing up or determining which is like right so some stereotypes in the music industry that we found well, like ste- I was gonna say, stereotypes that I when I think stereotypes, I think like people, like a stereotypical type of person. Even though I know in the world we are all about not stereotyping people, but I'm about to stereotype some people. <laughs> yeah, honestly, let's kind of just do it for fun, um, okay. with the precursor that there are exceptions to everything. Yeah, and every I mean everything. Like you can be whatever the hell you want to be, but we're um, too extreme, uncensored exactly we're Folk doing this here. to fuck around yeah, exactly so you get me um you want to go ahead well, what, what's your first stereotype the first one i'm thinking of is the obviously our favorite grumpy old road dog <laughs> yes um i do love my grumpy road dogs out there oh yeah um but specifically the ones who um have been doing this thing for a really long time i think of a specific front of house engineer that i encountered who has I've mentioned before, I'm sure, has the worst at- attitude and wasn't even that good mm. at mixing. <laughs> um, and so I remember thinking, man, if you're really gonna have this bad of an attitude, you better be like fucking awesome at mixing. You better and be great, wasn't? man. No, uh. he wasn't even that good. And so I that's definitely a stereotype that I run into a lot is those grumpy road dogs who may or may not be awesome at what they do, but the the attitude is the same. They're better than you. Mm. 
they bring their special chair along with their audio console, which actually I was thinking about that a few days ago. I was yes, like, the ass one donut. day that's going to be me. That's so smart. Oh, no. Honestly, How do you not already have your own chair? Cause you I got really them should. broken hips. I know. I really should have my own special <laughs> pelvis chair. Um, one of but these yeah, days. so I, I'd say that's one of them, but you know, some of my favoritest people are road dogs that have taught me a ton of stuff. So I do love yeah. my, non, my non grumpy road dogs. Nice. <laughs> okay. I don't know. What about so you? So I've got, a, I've got a couple, but they all specifically pertain to Nashville. So I got some Nashville stereotypes. Okay. Um, the number one I thought of, and I actually coined this term. I don't know if it was a thing already, but I coined it for myself the other day. Broadway Barbies. Okay. Like, there are so many of them, and they're all mostly blonde, a lot of brunettes too, and they're the the girls that go play on Broadway or do the open mics or do, like, you know, various gigs, and they all got the same exact tone to their singing. Mm. They, they, they don't stray from, like, the Miranda Lambert type country singing. Mm-hmm. They've all got... The uh, the short jeans, sh- the the jorts, the jorts, the jorts. They got the jorts. They got the cowboy boots. They've got the um the plaid. It's not, sometimes they're wearing a, if they're really ambitious, they're wearing a cowboy hat and they play a Taylor guitar every time. And that is every time, every <laughs> time. Sometimes they play a Martin's, but most of the time they're playing a Taylor. And um, yeah, that's a big stereotype. Now the other side, of this, the other side of the gender stereotype um is the uh i don't have a, a fancy the country, term for the country this kens. no well i would say the country kens but there's a believe it or not there's a lot more diversity in how like the country musicians around here dress mm-hmm. i mean not a, not a whole lot if i had to say what the country like what the the broadway the broadway ken would be it would be actually pretty much what i'm wearing right now Okay, so Black you're a part je- of the problem is what I'm hearing. I am part of the problem. They got a, <laughs> they got beards, they got a t-shirt usually without graphics. I'm going I'm going a little I'm wearing a graphic shirt today, going outside the box. Okay. okay. Always black jeans, always black mm-hmm. jeans. Um and some sort of um usually a boot, but like not like a country boot, usually like um like I wear Iron Ranger Red Wings. Um like very hipster kind of boots so i'll pretend like I or know clarks that is. or something like that so that's um that's one and then there's the um then of course there's the nashville hipster male mm. who they wear um the rolled up skinnies with vans and they're wearing some sort of really provocative t-shirt with the flannel over it that's way too big for them <laughs> and they've got a mustache and yeah, always have a mustache. They always have a mustache. You can see mustaches. my face. It looks disturbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her jaw dropped. And they've got those hats. Those hats that are really short. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like a baseball cap, but they're not as deep. Oh. They're just really short. Like the flat brims? Yeah, Um. it's not. I mean, yeah, kind of. I don't know what those the kind of hat is called. It's like a hipster baseball cap. Let okay. me look it up. Oh, weird. <laughs> I'm very curious now. Hipster baseball cap. Yes. Let's see. Hipster. Hipster hat hipster hat no it's not um it's it's not a fedora that's the first thing that popped up is Let's it like one hipster. of those cabby cabby hats no i don't see those very often um hipster baseball hats it's like a really short like um just look up like 2021 nashville men's style and it should <laughs> pop up <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid to do that because i'm afraid i'll see myself oh no <laughs> It's like okay, I can at least show you. Um, if it's oh. like that, you see how like it's kind of shorter. It's like yeah, a normal it's baseball like cap. A flat brim. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. It's that's it basically also, like, goes up the, the 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 tongue part. Is that what it's called? Goes up a little bit. I have no idea what that's called. The brim. Yeah, that thing. The brim. The brim. It, yeah, like, it's a very that. short kind of hat. Interesting. So they're always always wearing that, mm-hmm. and they're wearing like khaki pants or skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. So. Those are, and they're, they're, again, they're usually in indie singer-songwriters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are a couple Nashville stereotypes I've okay. got. Um, is there anything else you can think of? Interesting. Um, I would say... 
it's so funny because I feel like a stereotype that I've definitely run into a bunch, at least in the the audio world, is super gruff front of house engineers, but super friendly monitor engineers. Oh, I <laughs> believe like, that. Which actually makes a ton of sense because a monitor engine, you know, being a monitor engineer requires a lot more of a a people person kind of skill set, whereas mm-hmm. a front of house engineer does not at all you know and as someone who's been hopping on monitors again recently i've suddenly like i've been a lot happier ever since (laughs) i've been on them and i'm bummed out because i was supposed to run them for new year's eve and i had my show file all set and i was so excited and now i can't freaking do it do you think it's like is there like less pressure when you're doing monitors oh there's more pressure when you're doing monitors really oh a thousand percent because when you're doing front of house, you're playing to a room full of people that don't know what sound good or bad, unless there's like, you know, the general manager walks in or something like that. But like the crowds right. normally won't know the difference unless you like royally screw it up. Whereas a monitor engineer, you're working with artists that perform all the time. They've had good mixes, they've had bad mixes, they've had their ideal mixes, and they can be divas. But like in a sense where it's like if it's messed up, it's gonna completely affect the way they perform you know and so in a way and plus you have like eight to ten mixes versus one mix that you're flipping back and forth between all the time um and so it's a thousand percent more pressure as a monitor engineer than a front of house engineer but it's also way more rewarding too because when the band is done if they're cool band they're gonna come up and tell you how you did or thank you or you're gonna get that like positive affirmation if you did a good yeah. job whereas a front of house engineer like no one the, the band doesn't really hear it and the crowds yeah. don't care you know yeah, yeah. so personally huh. i've really been loving doing monitors so much i want to keep doing it i don't want to stop heck yeah i mean that's, that's what I was, you yeah i was gonna say that's what you did on um on our cmc tour right that is what i did you killed it. Was, and they, you were yeah. you were great at it. Thanks. Uh, actually, huh? speaking of CMC, let's go and let's go into that. A closer yeah. look at our experiences at CMC. Which side note? Side uh, note. Next next week's podcast is going to be with our it's our first guest. Our first guest, and we everyone. Are so excited to announce that our first guest is going to be none other than Warren Pettit himself. Woo! The leader, the leader and uh, commander in chief, that's the word I was looking for, mm-hmm. of the Contemporary Music Center in Nashville, Tennessee. It's going to be huge. I haven't talked to him in a long time. I'm really excited. Really? Yeah. Oh, but man. he was great it's when I broke my great. pelvis. Oh my gosh. I love the guy. Yeah. I, he was yeah. So, he was so, <laughs> he was so great. He kept coming to the hospital to see how I was doing. Aww. I was in the hospital for like five days. Anyway, closer look at our experiences. <laughs> I broke my pelvis on my birthday and it sucked. Yes, she did. That's it's a true story. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I didn't see it actually happen, but I just was there when uh, they were taking her to the hospital. I was up in a uh, a scaffolding, and I just see a bunch of people run out. And you're like, "What is happening?" I was just very concerned. It, it was concerning, but I was also very confused. And <laughs> yeah, oh my god, that could not have like shit. And the fact that you're still doing what you're doing is really cool. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want it to win. I just got started. Yeah. What's it going to do? <laughs> I'll quit. I'm going to quit while I'm ahead, not while I'm knocked out on the ground. I never asked you this because it never... I don't know. This is a shitty thing. Not, not a shitty thing to ask, but it's shitty that I haven't asked this until now. Oh, sure. Did it... Did it traumatize you at all like did you have any like anxiety or nervousness around like big like speaker stacks or anything like that after that yeah definitely um not as much anymore but for like a couple years after that whenever like we'd need a because like at our school we would need to like repurpose our gym where a lot of events took place and like rehang Mm -hmm. our line arrays and that happened like twice or three times a year and every time we did it i felt so much anxiety and like because I was, I, I felt just unsafe around it, you know? So absolutely, absolutely I felt, I felt anxiety because <laughs> we'd have to like take it off piece by piece and, you know, just do what you got to do and roll it. And I think the rolling part really scared me. Yeah. Like, this is going to fall again. Oh my God. And it's going to no. suck. So yeah, no, for sure. I definitely had some 
anxiety with that. But then that just kind of motivated me and was like, don't be a scaredy cat. You're going to win this thing. Hell yeah. So that's such a good attitude to have in the face of anxiety, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I won't go into specific details about what triggered me, but a couple days ago I got triggered, um, by something that happened, um, in Nashville, um, with some people I know. And you saw a guy's mustache and you totally freaked out. Yeah. It, it, really it made me panic. I thought it was a pedo <laughs> and I thought I was, and I, I'm a child at heart. So it made me really nervous. Oh <laughs> That's such a bad joke. It's really bad. What? So I got triggered and it was fine in the moment, but the next day I had a uh, delayed onset ang- like panic attack type thing happen. Mm. So I was the whole day I was feeling really anxious, but I was driving like a really short drive. I drove down the road to go to Home Depot for something like that. And I was on the brink of a panic attack and I was considering turning around. But I remembered last like when I in the past would turn be having a panic attack in the car. And if I would turn around, then I knew not only that demote that demoralized me so much, mm-hmm. but it would make my anxiety have so much more power over me because it fed into the fear of the anxiety. Mm-hmm. So when you face that stuff, even even just baby steps, that's so healthy. So I'm very proud that you, you know, didn't let that win. Yeah. Thank you. Hell yeah. That's how we do. That's right. Um so other than breaking your hips, how is what what can you talk a little bit about your CMC experience? Um it was so super scary at first because I walked in with not a lot of experience at all in the technical industry, the technical side of it. All I had really done was like record my own music from home in the jankiest way possible because I didn't have <laughs> a lot of fancy equipment. Um, so it goes. And so I walk in and I'm like, ah, here's me with like there are two other girls here, but the rest are just like these guys that at first mm. seemed to be just doing dick measuring contests the whole time. And so that was the first impression I got. Yep. Turns out, you know, they're all fantastic people. Love them all. Not that the dick measuring never happened, but that's okay. Cause I don't have to do that. And I can just sit back and laugh now. <laughs> but the, at the time I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't know anything. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel so intimidated and scared. And like, they're going to realize that I shouldn't even be here because I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. So like the imposter syndrome definitely was like sneaking in at the beginning. But then once I got my hands on equipment and actually started to understand some concepts, that's when I was like, Oh, hold up. I actually, I actually know what I'm doing. And this is actually really fun. So no, it was great. And every week we'd have, a show that we put on and so the technicians would get a chance to just rotate every single week and be on a different piece of equipment or you know fill a different role like production manager or stage manager or lighting designer um front of house or monitors or backline or guitar tech all that stuff so super awesome uh yeah i don't know every a show every week was great oh yeah super talk fun. about a way to like absolutely just like get that experience i know right on repeat like that repetitive experience <laughs> over and over and over again i don't know yeah. what was it like to write a song every you have to write a new song every single week right it was a lot i mean that was a yeah. big part but at first it was doable mm-hmm. um but gradually when we started doing multiple projects a week that was when shit got real right um, right right because there was co-writes that you would be a part of so you would write your song maybe with one or two other people but then you would be maybe in two or three groups and then on so you'd be writing you'd be at least have your hand in two or three songs that you would go to writing sessions for go to the demoing sessions for and then on top of that then you are getting ready to perform that song that week and on top of that like you're assuming like like not assuming but you would be a I I would be a part of five or six different perform like people's like groups mm-hmm. for their song. So on top of writing, demoing a different song each week, including one of my own, um, I would then have to learn five or six other songs 
And it, it was a lot. But, you know, that it, it was hard. It was really hard. Um, but first off, I loved it. Like, I... What did overwhelm me, a lot of times, it just... I was... It was such like a sweet thing, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like anytime now, like I feel overwhelmed. I, it's the same kind of feeling where like I'm overwhelmed, but I'm like, damn, this is so cool. Um, and also being overwhelmed to that degree was really good because you think that's overwhelming. Oh, my God. When I first got to Nash and I had to learn however many songs, like a, a whole catalog or like, albeit you know, unlike that, I could kind of just like cursory learn a lot of the songs on like the Broadway catalog mm-hmm. and like learn them as I go along. So it wasn't as like um, strict, I guess. Yeah. So I didn't have to learn them as well. But still, like someone hands you for the first time a set of 45 to 50 songs or more. I think my first catalog someone had me was like 70 songs and i'm like jesus no thank you um no it was it it was a lot but like it really helped like the time that i spent at cmc getting just pummeled into the ground with work you think it kind of prepared you for what the rest of your your life so far is looking like yeah um I, i just think that like it gave me it helped me get a good focus Mm. you know one big thing that sucks with college is and anyone who knows me personally knows i'm not a fan of the whole college thing um from my personal experience you a fan of college no no of course i love college i love (laughs) the system i love the meat grinder (laughs) yeah um but um like a big thing that I don't like about college is you are doing so many different things that are not related to each other at the same time and are expected to do it all well. Yeah. CMC. Yeah. You were doing some different things, but it all fell under the same umbrella. Mm -hmm. And so it like the whole, I I remember the whole hook of CMC is like you're doing just this, just music for a whole semester. Right. Just that. That's it. And that's the way that sh- that's the way that education should be mm-hmm. with music. That's the way music education should be. So like that's why CMC is so invaluable. Yeah. Is yeah. that the right word? Inval- invaluable. Invaluable? Valuable? Doesn't that make I don't know. In I, I, I think <laughs> I always mess this up, but I'm gonna double check. I don't know. Because that feels weird to me. If it, it definitely val- invaluable. What? invaluable extremely useful indispensable that doesn't make sense i hate english i know because it sounds like unvaluable it it, it reminds me of unvaluable you're right you're totally right experience ever no my favorite thing maybe about being at the contemporary music center is the fact that it could be any time of day it could be any time of night you could not be able to sleep at four in the morning and you can get up and you can walk over to the building and you can just work on stuff and work on your craft and be in the building. Mm. Not that it's open all the time, people. There are special thoughts, yeah. of course. But <laughs> but there's that abil- but there's that ability to do that and really stretch your creativity in that way. Um yeah. and like you can build a lighting show at two in the morning on you know with with all the equipment right there, you know? So it's available to you all the time. So that really like was amazing. Something I wish I definitely did more was use the studio. And to yeah. this day, especially cuz now it's like destroyed. Well, did they redo it? I think they're working. Last I heard they're working on it. Um, I haven't seen the new studio, but it was I'm, all most of it was destroyed in a flood. <gasps> oh, you're right. Yeah, like it was. I was down there in June, and it was gutted. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's probably my biggest regret from my time there is that I didn't take advantage of the studio. And to this day, I haven't really worked in a studio, and that's all. Like, I just want to do that. Like, I want mm. to to unlock that side of being an audio engineer. That's all I want. What's the face? What's the face? What if? You move to Nashville. That's the plan. And we open a music venue. Oh my god! That also has a recording studio. Stop! That's such a good idea. 
Wait a minute. You want to you want to open a you want to open a music venue? I want a recording studio. Wait. You want to move to Nashville? Whoa. Why don't we just do Let's it? Just do it. And we call it we call the the venue the spot. Okay. Or and then we call the studio Line Check Studios. Man, I have a lot of <gasps> Line Check Studios. And then we start a record label. <gasps> Get your ass down to Nashville. We have a lot to do. Oh my God. We got so much work to do now. Oh my gosh. Sheesh. But yeah, to anyone who might be in Nashville and want to show me around your studio when I get there, please. Or even in the Baltimore area yeah. where I'm at right now. I don't like, I'm, I just, I really want to, like I learned by putting my hands on stuff, you know? Like mm -hmm. I did at CMC and yeah. I haven't had the opportunity to do that since. And I'm like every day I think about it and I ram my head into the wall. There's a large hole in my wall now because of <laughs> <laughs> in the same spot every time. <laughs> she just got one of those hard heads that you're always hearing about. Yeah. It just won't, it won't quit. Noise. That's, so. that's the spirit. Ugh. Okay. So we're 52 minutes in. I say maybe two more quick ones. I say, Let's do it. Because there's there's <laughs> at least one. There's there's a lot of good ones. On okay, this I know. List, I don't want to like gloss over any. If if you know what I mean. If there are some that no. we need to think of a little more deeply. Let's not. There is there is one I think that is a quick one, but okay. I feel like it would be a great question to ask. Um, the question is, if I think I'm dealing with mental health issues, or I think my friend is, what do I do? Like, I mean, I guess it depends on what it is. Yeah, like because like, aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, um, because uh, technically speaking, everyone has mental health issues. Uh -huh. Um, what you do, well, for yourself, let's start with that. So for yourself, um, talk to someone. That is instantly the best way. Talk to like the healthiest yeah. person you know. Don't talk to like. Your one friend who does coke and is like wild and has no <laughs> grasp on mental health of their own. Yeah, talk to someone you know who might not be perfect, well, but someone you respect. Yes, yes, and trust someone you respect. Yeah, talk because it is to a very the therapist. Yes, th Go to honestly, therapy. Th therapy is n not ever a bad idea. There's like, no there's taboo about it. There's nothing. There shouldn't be no. at least like to a no in reality there's nothing wrong with it and everyone should go no there's no social taboo any taboo that exists in um with therapy is all in your own head at this point yeah in in, in the way that the world works and, maybe and maybe boomers, you, but you know yeah but that's mostly in themselves <laughs> like even boomers look at our generation that tell us to go to therapy it's wild <laughs> so it's a good time whose fault um, is that it's their fault anyway yeah. <laughs> but if if you're dealing with like micro mental health issues like let's say like what can you do right now i can give you something that you can do literally right now while you're listening to the podcast in fact abby do you know what box breathing is what box breathing yeah do you know what that is no i don't all right i'm about to change someone's life out there so there is a, a type of there's a way you can breathe that basically it it sounds scary but it kind of I think it, what is it, overoxid? I can't remember what it does, but basically it, you're breathing in a certain way where it shuts down your amygdala. And the amygdala is the part of your brain that it's responsible for fight or flight. Ooh. So when I'm having panic attacks or even if I'm just generally tense or anxious, I do these breathing exercises and oh my God, such a big difference. So Can if right now, right. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it together. Let's do it. I'll try so to breathe because we'll I have COVID. <laughs> it's easy. Can you breathe through your nose at all? Yep. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to breathe in through your nose mm -hmm. all the way, like a big breath in for four seconds. So it'd be like. Oh, one, one breath going in consistently. Yeah, okay, exactly. Right. And then, and then afterwards you hold that full lung for four seconds and then you exhale through the mouth for six seconds until your lungs are empty. So within that six seconds, you want to empty your lungs out. And then for four seconds, you hold the empty lungs. So four in through the nose. Hold for four. Here, we'll, we'll just do it together. I, I have, because I, I do this with, okay. I do this with my guitar students all the time. So like, okay, let's, let's do it let's okay. together. So in for four through the nose. Hold. 
out through the mouth for six. Hold. In for four. Hold. Out for six. Hold. And close your eyes if you're not driving. In for four. Hold. Out for six. Hold. We'll do one more round. In for four. Hold. Out for six. Hold. And there it is. Cool. It's box breathing. Namaste. Yeah. Namaste, motherfucker. So... <laughs> <laughs> so okay when is the best like when have you found that doing that is most beneficial to you almost all the time like uh, in, when you're in the middle of feeling anxious or when you're about to like go on stage like give us a scenario scenario um i do it if i'm just if i can feel that like do you ever know like you can just feel anxiety coursing through your veins like you feel like a sort of like lightning sensation in your limbs and like Not really no, it's never happened to you. No, it actually hasn't. Okay, well, how <laughs> how can I just so, no? That's okay. So I mean, no, it's fine. Uh, I, any, basically, for me, it's like just this constant state of just like muted anxiety for me. There's, it's never really oh. like a, a single like isolated elevated moment. But yeah, continue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. So like. That's just one instance. If I notice, because when I feel that lightning sensation mm -hmm. in my arms, mm -hmm. that's how I kind of know I'm in a panicky state gotcha. and that like I could have a panic attack. Sure. So when I notice that, instantly do some box breathing. And it, that's great. It's hard. What Here's do you thing, think when, of while you do it? Or do you just try to clear your head completely? I try to just focus on the breathing because yeah. you can never completely clear your head mm -hmm. as I learned from like my time where i was really into meditation mm -hmm. so i just focus on the breathing if i'm driving then obviously i need to focus on the road right, right. but focusing on the moment somehow mm -hmm. um but the breathing helps it's hard when you're because you know if you're anxious or panicky it can be hard to breathe mm -hmm. but if you can get past uh, unless you're driving if you're driving you got to be extra careful to not overdo it but if you are anxious and you do that breathing you start to feel a little lightheaded. Keep going. Keep going because yeah. it's kind of like a hump that you got to overcome. And then once you come down from that, mm. um, another good example is when I'm in bed and I cannot stop thinking. Honestly, I do a couple oh, rounds of sure. that and it knocks me out. That's great. Not literally, but it's great. <laughs> nice. Well, thanks Just for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. We got time for... One more. One, One more. more. I gotta make a quick. What are you though. thinking? Let's do it. Yeah, I'll let you pick. Okay, wait. I need to pull it back up. Uh, <laughs> got a whole bunch. We do. And throughout the next few weeks, please keep sending us in questions. We would love to Hell do yes. a couple episodes like this where it's just it could be anything. It could be fun. It could be stupid or f make it funny. I like the jokes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They I don't think. have to even necessarily be about anything serious. Just hit us up on our Instagram. Oh, awesome. of course. Now I got a couple questions. No, read them. Read. Them. Pick one. Of, <laughs> pick your favorite. Pick your favorite. You know what? I mean, like, I don't. know It's our own podcast. We can do whatever we want. We do whatever. Okay. We let's pick a. Let's pick a couple. Um, let's do it. If people are bored. Oh wait, but one of them is a joke. One of them is a joke. <sighs> Who is it? Okay. Who did it? Um, that was my buddy Dawson. <laughs> I love. He he said on a scale of one to ten, how much would you love to finish our Christmas record that we did when I was in high school? Oh. Don't do it. I'm kidding. Um, do it. I mean, Next I would year. say it, it's already finished. It's not good, but it's finished. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The real question actually comes from the young angry tortilla. Our oh, buddy Joel. Oh, hell yeah, Joel. Yeah. So he asked, weirdest gigs that we've done. So some weird gigs. What's What's the weirdest gig you've ever done? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I need to think about it a little bit too. 
I know that I've got some really weird ones. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdest gig. I've done a lot of weird gigs. Um, Can I count corporate? Yeah, you could count anything. Because literally, we had a weird, a super weird culty organization come in where they had like a queen mother and they were all like bowing to her oh no <laughs> i don't like that they would oh super weird and it just oh. like got culty on a level of like you i couldn't even be in the room at one point because it was like you cannot hear right it's like you cannot hear any of this of what we speak because and then it was like a whole just a whole organization of 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 weird cultiness so that was pretty bizarre that's really weird that was really oh weird Ooh. not about it i'm trying to think about the weirdest gig i've ever done um i mean like the weird est i don't know if i don't know if i have just, a weird just give est. us a, a really weird one so like Something. i've Oh my god, it's just so I'm trying to think about it. I I know that I've done a lot of weird gigs. I just don't know why. So, well, I guess this is kind of a weird one. Um I did a for the last couple summers, I would do um like when I was in Buffalo. Uh for two or three summers in a row, I would do some poolside gigs. Like it was my only residency that I ever had in Buffalo. And it was for a like a apartment complex, not not com- complex, but a whole little like neighborhood mm. of condos and apartments. And they all had a big public pool. And every Sunday night, we would get hired to do live music there. That's and fun. sometimes it was fun. Um, but hands down, the weirdest motherfuckers would come to this thing. <laughs> hands down, the weirdest people. Like a lot of nice people. Um, also a lot of just especially at like the last year the last this past summer that we did it there was a lot of really 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 weird people oh gosh that came to this 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 complex it was really weird i'm not like judging them you do you if you like if you like who you are be you but right. man you weirded me out <laughs> so, so that's probably like the um, i know that i've done other gigs that would make you all cringe i'll have to tell you another day when i can have a little bit more time to think about it but that's probably the weirdest gig that i've i've done in my memory right now but i know that there are weirder ones like little one-offs that were just really odd but um yeah Yeah, cool so that's what i've got so this is our very first q a podcast you guys yeah. didn't do too badly with the questions. No. Thanks, Joel, for coming in clutch at the very end there, my guy. <laughs> yeah. Good times. All right. Well, in the future, if you guys want to just ask whatever kind of questions again, I, th- I thought this was fun. I would do this again. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know? I kind of liked the aimless. I don't know if that's going to you know, jive with people, but I liked it. Well, that's okay because we've got like we got other things coming for them, you know, like not every podcast has to be exactly like the most amazing like super theme podcast i love these ones where we're just riffing i, know, those I think that was great i do like that so let, let us know if you also enjoyed them yes and please tune in next week we have our very first guest Woo! the first of many awesome ones but he will be i think the perfect first guest for us i think it's very appropriate that we have one yes. on so he's he's a man of many he's not just an educator he is an absolute beast of a tech, yeah. a wizard keyboardist, believe it or not, because he never yeah. shows it off. He just, Warren's the kind of guy who has a lot of skills that are... Just knows he, everything he, somehow? He just, he just, he doesn't ever show off yeah. like half of his skills, right. but then he'll randomly like show it and like you're just so surprised. Like I remember when he first played keyboard in front of me i was just like, like shook oh uh, excuse me yeah like i thought he was just a tech like you or i thought no he was right just a teacher at everything yeah exactly so, super so. excited that's gonna be awesome Heck uh yeah. we'll probably get into a lot of cmc talk then so oh yeah i'm super That'll excited really that's gonna be great we love talking about cmc Hell yeah so awesome 
Thank you all so much. And if you like this podcast and you have a little bit of a jingle in your pocket, then you know, please put some of that jingle into the Patreon if you want to help keep this thing going because I am running out of booze money. <laughs> we do <laughs> need you, that booze money. We've had multiple people tell us, keep drinking on the podcast. We love it when you drink on the podcast. And I'm like, like that's well, great, except alcohol is expensive. Do you want to Venmo us for, for fancy alcohol, please? Yeah, I'm at least send us my, a Venmo. Actually, my drink today, which I never asked you what yours was. I just figured Ours. it was your Tito's. It actually wasn't my Tito's because I ran out of Tito's. Oh. I came this close to stopping at the liquor store on the way home to get something interesting. But I was like, no, I December was a very slow financial month. So I feel that. I took some leftover alcohol from the Halloween party, which I think was like um, a while ago. Some, some random vodka. And once I run out of that... All I'm going to have left is salted caramel vodka and Everclear. Salted caramel vodka. No thanks. That sounds horrible. I don't want either of those two things. So <laughs> I'm probably just going to... At that point, I'm just going to have to dip in a, dip into my booze savings. Your booze money. Unless some hero Venmo's Jonah Dash Krull for <laughs> Abby and I's alcohol. Jonah Dash Krull at Venmo. If you want fun content, that's how you're going to get it. That's right. But if you want consistently fun content, check out that Patreon where we post the <laughs> exclusive videos where you can see our facial expressions and yes. all the graphics that we don't show. So just, you know, it's not expensive. But, you know, shameless little plug. Either way, we love you all. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week. We'll see you next week. I said that creepy. <laughs>